It's the Paul Patterson and Tom Scallon podcast show. They're talking the walk and not about sloppy, sloppy Joes. So, talking walk, talk, talking walk. Talking walk, talk, talking walk. Talking walk, talk, talking walk show. Welcome back to Talking the Walk. I am Paul Patterson. And I'm Tom Scallon. This is episode 34. Old Anxiety is the title. We'll talk more about that as we get going. Um, I'm going to start with, of course, original music, Jake Brown. And we are OG because it is the two OGs um, on here as far as what we've got going on. Bailey Bishop and her original artwork. Tyler Stanley and his social media. Fact checker, Joe Martin. And marketing, Jeff Gravy. So. I've got to, I'm going to bounce back and forth because I didn't write everything down that uh, Jill sent me, but, but she's part of feedback and, and some updates. And I also didn't have a chance to talk to her yet, but we'll talk more about that as I, as I get to her. because I need some help with clarifying uh, some questions that I have uh, for her, but we'll, we'll wait until we get to um, feedback for that. Confessional, are you ready? I'm ready. First, I have three. Okay. Um, and and one, of, one of the three, you and I have already had a conversation this week. And I told you, I gave you a heads up that, that this was going to be somewhat of a topic of conversation for us. And we, and we discussed it. I wouldn't say at length, but we talked about it quite a bit at, at uh, lunch the one day. Um, so first one, I have um, a, a, a slight fear of walking on the street in the morning when I get up and walk. First reason. I usually don't wear really bright clothes. So I'm, I'm always nervous that somehow, some way, I'm going to end up crossing the street and get hit by somebody who did not see me. Um, the, the second, I think, fear and, and reason why I'm, I don't like crossing the street is, is usually when you cross the street, people who are driving pay attention to you. you know, at least I'd like to think that, that they're seeing me. Um, and if I could be invisible when I go on my walks around town i think that would be the best best thing for me second why why do you need to be invisible is it waving at people is that too much i don't wave at anybody yeah why not i don't want to i want to be i just want to do my thing and be gone i don't want anybody to see me i just want to be done you're kind of like you remember uh, mr pickle when he would run yeah the art teacher and if you honked your horn he threw his hand up in the air you can just wave like that, and after a while, people would understand who you are. I, you know, to be honest with you, at the, so number one, at the time I walk, there are just not very many people. Number two, most of the people around here in the neighborhood don't wave to me anymore. <laughs> I probably wave more to your neighbors than you do. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Zero doubt. Yes, you do. No, second, what's, what's number second two? confessional. I am absolutely petrified of our newspaper delivery person that's here in our neighborhood. He is usually Why? because he drives a hundred miles an hour through the neighborhood. And I'm always fearful that if I'm crossing the street, there is no way that old man is stopping in time. 
I am through his windshield or denting his, his SUV that he now has. In fact, there's a time where I am walking back up Weathersfield. I'm walking south on Weathersfield towards High Road. And I see him five houses down on High Road to the west or to the east. And as I'm coming up there, I am trying to decide, can I see him? Like, is he in his car? Is he walking up to drop the paper off? Where is he in this so that I can decide whether or not I am going to cross the street right away over to the, the south side of High Road on that sidewalk? Or am I going to come up and I'm going to take a right and go down West High on the north side of the sidewalk so that I don't have to cross the street because I'm, I'm scared of where he's at? And as he is, I see him get out of his vehicle and he is now walking down the side or down the driveway to drop the paper off. And I, I am not running, but I am walking extremely brisk to get across the street before he gets back in his car and hammers the gas. So, do you think, do you think he starts walking faster when he sees you? No. He has the exact same pace when he walks, whether I'm standing right next to him or he, he doesn't know that I'm there. And he also has the same amount of pressure on the accelerator, regardless of what's going on. Well, just throw a ball out in front of him or something. He's hitting it. There's no way he's stopping. There isn't. All right. Last one. This is the part that you and I talked about um, as far as there is one shirt that I wear for, for years. I've worn it for years. Yeah, I probably should you know, redo my wardrobe, but I, I have worn it for years, clean it all the time, but I wore it for years. And it is my Norwalk soccer shirt. It's gray, black writing on it. It is the only shirt in all of my a, a wardrobe that gets a comment every single time I wear it. Yeah, that's because Always you don't like things. Nice shirt. Nice shirt. Oh, nice shirt. Really like your shirt. Which then stemmed into you and I having this conversation about where did that whole rumor start that I did not like soccer. I don't know where it came, but it, it and I think that's still the reason why I get comments about nice shirt, because I still think people think that I don't like soccer. Even though your boys have both played soccer, one all the way through, is Will playing this year? Yeah. 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 And and they started at club as, as early as you can start started there. Well, I think after listening to your other confessionals, this may have something to do. You are now frozen. Which is not good. Not good at all. Am there I you, back? Yep, you're back now. I don't know what maybe happened. it's Maybe you just give off a certain aura like your other confessionals. Maybe. Uh, which, obviously, I mean, yes, there's got to be some of that. But he, no matter what other shirt I wear, it, it does not. They did. I don't know. It just doesn't get the same, same feedback as uh, my soccer shirt, which is just interesting. Okay. So we really need to experiment, though, because everybody, when you wear football, well, of course you'd wear football. And you wear football almost every day at school. So in the weight room, maybe you need a golf shirt. Maybe you need a debate shirt. Maybe you just need different shirts like that to test the theory. You know that I, I have, they used to be in my rotation. And 
I learned two things. One, soccer shirt is the only one that got comments. My track shirt didn't get any comments. My basketball shirt didn't get any comments. My baseball, my wrestling, all, all of those shirts that I, I had never got any comments. Soccer was the only one. And okay. two, ultimately, kids really don't care what shirt I wear into the weight room. They don't care if it's a football shirt. They don't care if it's a track shirt. They don't care if it's a wrestling shirt. They, they don't care. They just want to get the workout done. Correct. Yes. Leave me alone. Don't talk to me very much and let me get done so I can get out. Okay. Do you have anything for the confessional? Well, I think I do need to confess something. I, I know our listeners probably wondered why last time I didn't uh, happen to mention Doug Heritage and <laughs> Cole Hopkins' lack of coverage in the, in the at, uh, quarterfinal game. Um, and, and I think some of it's just because maybe, maybe slowly Cole is working his way into our family for the time being. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, I think I need to start to be nice to him. And that's what I've been thinking for a while. Nicer. Then, you mean nicer. 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 Yes. Be nicer to him. And be, you know, try not to make fun of him for blowing that very important coverage at that very important time. Um, so he and you know Kennedy and everything, they obviously they're dating, they like to go to wing nights and things like that. And I heard through the grapevine, which is you, I heard through the grapevine that some of the uh normal crew are no longer going with them. Accurate, accurate. So and yeah, and now I feel bad because I've let up open the door to Cole, open the door to him, have him, you know, walk through it and be a, you know, part of our family. And in doing that, have I taken away him from his fellas? Some would argue yes. And so now I, my confessional is, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't know, I didn't know that this would happen. Maybe I need to go back to, you know, keeping him at arm's length so he goes out with the, the fellas more. But uh, I'm feeling slightly responsible for the cause of the Thursday night wing breakup group. And that's a big deal to that group. Yeah. Wing night. Yeah. Did you know their picture's down at Wellman's? Is it really? Yeah, they finally found it. They took it down. I did not know it was down there, but I'm not shocked by it. For those that don't know, Wellman's had tons of pictures of old professional athletes all over their walls and things like that. And uh, Cole's group took a picture and put it up on the wall where they always go to eat their wings. So well played, but it's been, it's been found. Um, speaking but, of pictures. My confessional is that this could be, uh, I don't like to be the cause of a breakup. Ooh. Well, we appreciate you hopping in the confessional. And um, speaking of pictures, I have, I have been sent a picture of your, um, picture on Cole's nightstand. Picture of, of Tom Scallon is on Cole's nightstand. That's wonderful. I think that's actually a coaster that you can put pictures in and he stole it. Oh, well, that's good, Cole. Great job. <laughs> felon. You're a felon. And you're, you're the son of a police officer. I know it. So second thing is my second confessional is that our house is getting remodeled. So at any moment, all heck could break loose because I can't hide anywhere in the house. 
The okay. family could come back. The dog could go crazy. I'll do my best to cut out the sound because one just came back. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Well, then that means we, we should, you know, for Mark Parrington's sake, we should probably pick up our pace here a little bit. Um, so feedback. You know, the first one that I heard from was Corey Stillman, brother-in-law. Um, he thought this episode was uh, applicable to any episode or any profession. So he thought it was really good. Paul Hopkins, um, here's his. Scallon acts awfully hard on the podcast, but I'd love for him to share who his first text was sent to when he needed his pseudo sue restocked on New Year's Eve. A cappuccino was the drink of choice at the Cat Cafe. Thank you, Melanie. Criswell was an awesome guest. Interesting to hear how each of you know your red flags and what those red flags were. Um, this, I believe, was the first episode without Doug Heritage mentioned. What an eight-month run it was. Tyler Shamel, he got a new Jeep, and he is also a tad bit frustrated with the fact that the heating steering wheel does not turn on when you, when you do remote start. However, he still loves the heated steering wheel. Um, and then he has now got into hunting and shot his first buck during uh, first season, and he loves it. So he and I chatted a little bit back. We went back and forth with uh, about the hunting stuff, so that was pretty good. Um, Dustin Kralik, the first thing he wanted us to know was that he now has started listening to the podcast while he, he runs, which has made a significant difference for him. Not only it, it sounded like how fast his run appears to go, but then how much better he can pay attention to what's going on in the podcast. Second, from, from Dustin, he said, any Reese's shape are definitely the best candy out there, whether that be the, you know, the, the tree, the, the heart, or the, uh, the pumpkin. Um, yeah. And then he said and, this. If you go to their house, if you go to their house, you're going to see a great big bowl with tons of Reese's. Smart man. I, I snuck one, put it in my pocket. Nice job. Oh, you didn't eat it right there? You, you, so you, did you snack on one and then one to go? Carry I out? Tried to, I tried to Chriswell it, not have the evidence. How about that story? Tell him that he was trying to throw him away in the in the hallway so he didn't know how many, nobody knew how many he ate. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and then he said, you know, this past topic hit hit home uh, personally for him because it, it'll be almost two years since he had a, a soccer season based on how everything shook out. So he said it was really hard for him to go through as an adult um, with that one. Uh, Eric Neeson. So you and I had two, you had something with Eric and then I had, you know, the 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 text that he sent. The first one was a breakthrough quote, you know, aren't we all really good at giving advice but not taking it? And then, yes, I mean, there's zero doubt about that. Um, something I know I need to be more mindful of. Also, I think that something we need to help each other with continually. So that was his feedback. Um, and then he went in and talked to you a little bit about the podcast too. Yeah, well, he, he wondered uh, how far can a podcast go? I mean, at what point do you run out of topics to talk about um you know when when has it run its course which i i quickly thought he meant we have run our course and we should be done i don't know why i jumped you guys don't shouldn't have any more topics to talk about that's funny <laughs> um wow. but i i i did tell him i think we could find some more things to make fun of of each other or other people about yeah well and as I shared with you after hearing that, you know, one of the things that we can do, we, you can always come back and talk about parents again. You can always talk. I mean, there are some of the topics that we have, we have talked about already that we can come back and revisit. Um, I'm not saying that this will go on forever, but, but 
I, I would like to think that as long as we continue to get feedback and people are going to listen, that I think we'll, we'll probably stick to it. That's my guess. Um, but it also means we need the, uh, some ideas every now and then from the public what they'd like us to do. And now that we have our Google Sheet that, that has started to keep track about everything, um, that should help us too. The, uh, Jeff Graby. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Neeson didn't. Say that one more said, time. I'm, surprised, I'm surprised Eric Neeson didn't make the Google Sheet. He loves to make Google Sheets. Oh, he does? I wouldn't. Yeah, that's weird. Or, <laughs> my gosh. Um, so Gravy's was really long, so I didn't write it down, but I, I've got it here on my phone. Um, fellow hay baler like Criswell, glad I grew up on a farm, however knew it wasn't my profession. I don't miss scooping pig stuff, um, pig waste. And he said, There's, there doesn't have to be Scallon's fault for explicit rating, and I didn't read it, Gravy. Um, Reese's ratings by him, eggs, trees, big cup, hearts, pumpkins, and then all other kinds. So I'll read that one more time for you, Reese's um, connoisseurs. Eggs, trees, big cup, hearts, pumpkins. That's the, that's the rating that they would give. Um, all other kinds after that, you know, obviously they're all good, but, but those are the, the exceptional ones. Um, he likes his frozen, but he will not turn down any other um, of them. So prefers frozen, but will eat them all in, in any temperature it looked like. Only seen Officer Criswell once when I was assisting in pursuit of a runaway student. Brad does, a, it, so that's when that happened. And then Brad does a fantastic job of building relationships and quite trained uh, with toilet paper, whatever that means, Officer Criswell. Um, you know, burnout, he said, yikes, very big topic these days. First up, big props to those in healthcare, including our school nurses. For me, it's harder when those who make the decisions are one, not listening to the people in the trenches and two, those working in the trenches do not see those making decisions in the trenches with you. And then he said, getting away, I teach two extra sections this year. My plan period, I don't get out and go on a walk up to high school. It affects me, it clears my head and seeing former students in the hallway during passing, continuing those relationship refuels me. And of course, chatting with you guys, Schmitz and Brown and other staff. Um, so that was really good from, from um, Jeff. And then here is the, uh, Here's the emails from Jill. So as we go, first of all, she said, clearly I am still catching up. Just started Fellowship of the Rings only a few minutes in. Jeff Ebling, coached under Larson. I forgot about him um, for a couple of years and then took the head coaching job in Atlantic. That came from my brain. So great job out of her. And then she said, I think Gavin was just an assistant coach or middle school coach for basketball, then took head girls golf, which she wasn't 100% pos positive on that. And then Roger and the girls let her know that uh, um, Heltman, Jeff Heltman was softball, he thought, said Tim Hill was, a, was an assistant for, for wrestling and then became the head coach. And then Roger himself took over boys basketball. Um, and then she, she also went on to say, still very honored to be resident fact checker, but I do not recall being self-appointed. I disagree a little bit on that, Jill, because I thought there was something that you wanted, you know, job-wise or whatever. And so then at some point in time, you, you gave us a, you corrected us and then it just, you know, it stuck. Parking spots, she said, yes, 100%. Anderson is the same way, so we always come poke the bear when we notice someone took our spot. I've had to tell um, some of the, the people that coach out there to remind those kids that are there to uh, um, not park in their spot, especially early morning stuff. And then she said that uh, Max Fishbach, she thought, was another um, that uh, was a former assistant that became a head coach. And then 
she said that she might be in trouble because she opened a can of worms up with uh, with Roger as far as letting her know some of the, the questions that she's been asking. But he's the, he's the source. I mean, he's the best source to go to. Yep. No doubt about it. Um, the, the last bit of feedback for me would be, would be um, Brad came in at one point in time and, and it was Jake, Brad and I just having a conversation about the, the, uh, the topic. And you know, for me personally, from that last episode, I, I'm not sure um, how much I can, I can express you know, from Brad's end that you know, when that topic came up from Pete, he was the first person that I thought of from his, his personal story, you know, as far as what's going on and, and how, he, how to do that. Um, and, and it's just, it, it was really refreshing that one, he didn't even bat an eye. He just had to, had to clear it with the, with the station and make sure that it was okay. But he did not bat an eye about saying, yes, I want people to hear my story and be able to share that. And I think that really, in my opinion, is absolutely fantastic. Um, and so, you know, of course he went back through and he started talking about, um, you know, wow, I wish I would have said that. And I wish I would have said this. And you know, and I didn't go down this one because I wasn't sure what kind of rabbit hole we were going to go down. And it, it's always amazing that, you know, when you when you do something, which is which is what we're going to get into. You know, when you do something, coming back and revisiting it, and then seeing what you would have done differently is I, I just it's always fascinating. So that I got one more feedback, and so I apologize. I'm gonna I'm gonna change things up on the go. But anyway, you do you have anything right now? No, no feedback. Um, so the reason why I didn't know that this one was actually feedback was because I didn't go in and write it down because I knew it was a bowling update, but Trevor, Trevor Tompkins also gave, um, something beyond, um, bowling. So I apologize for that. So he gave us an update on bowling. So I'm going to incorporate that. I'm just going to read his whole text. So it is going to incorporate the bowling update when we get to high school sports and it's going to take care of. Um, his feedback from the last episode. Both girls and boys bowling lost, lost their meat um, to Bondurant. Um, also say that a form of burnout has been COVID. Work for Nationwide. I love my job, but it's changed since I've been working from home. Those that are used to working from home, it was seamless, but it's crucial for me to continue a weightlifting exercise routine at home during this as it's easy to get lazy when sitting at home and not being able to go to corporate gym or have any physical interaction with others. It really does start to wear on you spending all day only with, only with your dog, which I thought was really funny. Only with your dog when you're not used to that. Um, wonder if it's causing increased burnout in fields that normally didn't see it. Hopefully we are turning the corner. So another um, little stint uh, or, or a little piece of feedback on, on burnout. So we're gonna shift to uh, high school sports. Um, obviously we've got bowling. I think the most important thing for us to talk about is the fact that, that swimming is officially back. You know, they had their first meet last week and they won. I think they won in a landslide and I think it was against East. Um, so really, really, really excited, not just for our swimmers, but for all of Des Moines, um, to be back and, and able to compete and do some of the things that they haven't been able to do for a long time. So I thought that was very significant. Um, second would be, uh, wrestling is, is off to a really good start coming out of break. You know, they, they won um, Thursday at Pella, and then they just won yesterday in all five of their, uh, their duels at Marshalltown. Still don't know exactly what happened with Iowa City West and, and you know, why that got shaken out and, and didn't happen. I just know that uh, um, they, they ended up taking care of business and, and uh, got switched over to Marshalltown and buzzed through everybody. 
Um, boys and girls basketball off to a really good start. You know, they both won uh, Monday night against uh, uh, Van Meter, and then they turned right around and they both won at Newton on Tuesday night. And then on um, Friday night, only the girls played because Grinnell was shut down uh, and they won. So off to a really good start coming out of break. And I always think it's really important, you know, to, to have that big start when you come out of break because you never know what your kids are going to play like after having that time off, you know, and, and I, like we talked about last time, our coaches did a really good job of giving our kids a break, you know, from, from things. And, you know, whether they had four or five days off and then they came back in and you never know how things are going to shake out when you do that. So we started really strong coming back here after, uh, um, after the break, which was awesome. Um, and then yesterday it looked like our, our debaters did a, a really good job. Um, we had two that ended up in the championship and lost, um, to Dowling, but but first runner-up was, uh, I thought, a really good good run for them, too, coming out in their competition. I think that was Maddox Stout and Isabel Hansen, if I'm not mistaken. Really good. Um, that's it for me as far as uh, high school sports. I don't know if you have anything to add. Am I missing anything? No, I think that's, uh, you, you got them all covered, I think. I uh, I agree with it. It seems like everybody's off and doing well, and it's, it's good to see them plan. I know that the government the governor's new proclamation has started a whole new round of what do we do now? Uh, I saw that like Pella and Dallas Center, your items had student sections, um, which I don't know how they did that because they weren't socially distant. So well, we'll that's, that's the most interesting thing is because that still hasn't gone away. You know, she, she lifted the, you know, the two person minimum or, or the household thing, but at the same time, you still are supposed to be maintaining six feet of distance, which means for us, and, and I'm speaking just for Norwalk, we can't roll out the one side of bleachers. We can't roll off the south side of the bleachers because we have to have the, the chairs for the bench players spread out enough. And that's the only way to do it is to keep those bleachers, you know, in. So well, we've already limited capacity with that. Their interpretation seemed to be different than our interpretation. <laughs> which is... Yeah, that's a very polite way of saying things right there. So I don't know for us if it's going to change at home. I don't know if we're going to do anything different. And I haven't talked to Al um, about whether or not we're going to do anything different. And, and I know on Friday, um, Little Hawkeye Conference ADs met, but I don't know what came from that, if they're going to keep it the same, if they're going to change it. But um, I, I, I'm not anticipating too much of a change. So we'll see. Okay, moving on. Are you ready for our non-sponsor? Yeah, this is a surprise. Okay, so this episode, in my opinion, based on what we're going to do, is really, really us-centered, me and you, you know, with the, with the podcast and all that stuff going on. So I thought um, it would be really good if I picked something that was, and, and obviously there's a few other people that will know, um, this one, but there's not very many. And here's our non-sponsor. You ready? Steve, Steve. <laughs> Steve, Steve. Oh, Steve, That's Steve. our non-sponsor. Steve, Steve was a glorious cooler. Steve, Steve is one of those things that, you know, when you're, when you're, you're not really down, you're not really blue. You know, you're not really, you know, having a tough time or anything like that. Everything is going well. Steve, Steve is that piece that lifts you even higher than what you are right now. 
it's an elevator. Yeah, you didn't you didn't know you needed Steve Steve until <laughs> suddenly he was there. He appeared. Right. So that's our non-sponsor for this one. Glitter Lake, Steve Steve. I like it. Okay. Co-sponsor co-sponsor would be ice. True. True. Or figuring out anyway, we could we could go down that rabbit hole about figuring out how to get the uh the refrigerator to work a little bit better and more efficiently. Because remember by the end. Everything in the refrigerator was frozen. Yeah. Because we didn't, we, yeah. Okay. So, old, old Lang Syne is our, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. We're going with it, is our title. Why? Well, if you look up, so I looked up why, why do people sing that on New Year's Eve? And it, and it comes from, if I'm understanding it correctly, the idea behind that is behind that song. That song is that song is really meant for. It, it's about when two people that were old friends come together, they meet each other, and then they just basically are catching up. And so that's the reason why you sing it on New Year's Eve is because you're supposed to be with old friends and you just you know you're 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 catching up on a year in review. And so that's really what we're doing. We're even though it wasn't a full year, but we're going 2020 in review. Um, with us, and that's that's the path we're going to take. You ready? Yep. First one, just some recap on our guests. You know, we had Chad on, and and really, not only was he significant from the standpoint that he was he was our very first guest, but he was also significant because he was the first. And M and H, you could go Andy Paul's too, but but he was the first that was coming back to actually coach while this pandemic was going on. He was the first. And so I, I thought that that was significant. Second, you know, well, I, I can't go in order because I don't know if I have him in order, but, but Dan Clark was on. You know, he, he came on and talked about recruiting. And I thought that was significant because he had been at so many different levels um, in his coaching career that, that he could talk about it all, you know, from Division One all the way down to, to Division Three, where he can't give out scholarships. So um, He's also the cause of our podcast now being 115 minutes because he talks so much. That's true. He did talk a lot. I would agree. I would agree. Um, Scott came on twice. You know, his first one was youth football, and then the second one was was about associations. Um, fairly significant. And then, of course, Jake, Jill, Brandon, and Jeff all, all were on there twice um, for their roundtable, which was, which was significant. I thought that was really good. Um, Brad came on. You know, Lee has been on. Um, Brock Cole and Zach all came on. And um, that, that I'd have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the highest listened to episode is Brock Cole and Zach. So apparently we need to do a better job of bringing alumni back on to, um, have, or popular alumni, maybe that's how I should word it, to uh, get people to, to listen. So. Or, or more popular? Yeah, probably. What, uh, am I missing any guests that you can think of? Uh, no, I think those are all the guests that we have, that we have. Okay. Okay. Do you want to say anything about those or not? Good. Oh, no, I, uh, I don't know really what the question is. I enjoyed having all our guests, even the ones where I got a little sleepy because they were talking. That was just a recap. That's all that was. It really wasn't anything specific about, um, how about some favorite moments? For you um 
I would say I really enjoyed uh, Pete coming on, even though Ooh, I know I was. There's a guest. We didn't we didn't have him. Didn't I didn't mention didn't Pete? Say so Pete. Pete. Pete, sorry, Pete. Oh, I thought you did mention Pete. Anyway, and he's recent. I, I Dang. I, I that was a good talk, and I think Brad is probably my favorite just because, um, you know, good friend. So thought it was brave of him to come on and try to share. That to me, you know, and, and I tried to. I, I didn't do a very good job of expressing that, but but it does take an awful lot of, of um, bravery, you know, to encourage to come on and share some of the things that he shared, and especially from his personal standpoint, you know, his personal story um, with the, uh, what he went through, you know, I, I just, I think that I agree wholeheartedly. I, I like having the guests on, um, because it, it does help add a layer for us, you know, but at the same time, um, I still enjoy just the two of us getting on and, and having this, you know, and as I have shared with people before, um, there are times, so on a Friday night, you know, when, when we're done with the game, People come over here and we, you know, the film is watched and, and the breakdown is taken care of when dad has entered and, and eat and, you know, and stay up and, and watch the, uh, the DVR'd um, Friday Night Blitz stuff, you know, on Channel 5 and it, all that stuff. And then typically when everybody leaves, I still need a little time to myself where I can, I can relax because I'm still kind of still jazzed and jacked up about what happened. That I get, I get very similar to that when I do the podcast. It takes me a little while to come down. So, like, if I do a podcast late at night and you know get it all taken care of and uploaded and and done, I'm not going to bed right away. I got to wait a little bit to get that that uh, excitement to to wear off. So, still get jacked up. Yeah, I go right to sleep. Yeah, thanks. Um, so for me, favorite moments. I guess, I guess I'll, I'll be wholeheartedly honest with you. Outside of the fact that just doing this is is still fun and exciting for me. My favorite moments is the connecting with, with people and, and hearing from people. You know, I was at, I was sitting in the parking lot at Elbia High School getting ready to do a, an Ed Thomas Award presentation to a young man from Elbia this, I don't know, June, I think is when it was, maybe it was July. Anyway, drove down and I'm sitting there waiting for uh, Steve Milder, who was actually gonna, gonna present the, the award. And I'm sitting in my, my truck and I'm waiting and I get a text message from Zach Elliott because he had just started listening to the podcast, just had found out about it. And, and so I've, I haven't seen Zach Elliott in I don't know how long. And then obviously that led to him being on the, on the podcast, but just the connecting with people. And, you know, and for me, um, I'll be honest with you, the, an awful lot of the, the non-football connections really mean an awful lot. You know, and, and the first one for me would be like Brandon Bear. You know, he's an alum. Um, he didn't play football, but, but got to know him on a different level in high school and just him commenting. I don't know that he still listens and I don't know how much he listened to, but I know they listened to a couple episodes, you know, and then another person for me um, ran into her the other, the other day, Abigail Pritchard, you know, she's listened to a couple of them. She finds you to be very funny. Um, listen to a couple of them. That, that's not a football connection. That's a, that's a school connection. And I, I, I think that's pretty, pretty cool. You know, and then you go down, some of the other lists of, of people like um, Robin and Cody Hackett, Wes Marshall listening, Lee Sandy and Sheridan listening, Johanna McKenzie listening, you know, and then, you know, like Jody Erlmeyer, I know listens and I know Elizabeth McCloney listens and I know that 
uh, Michelle Flores listens in. And then you've got the group that, you know, not only are they, are they in Norwalk as far as teaching, but they're also there coaching, you know, the Jeff Gravies, the Jill Martins, the Brand Schmidt, the Jake Browns. You know, you, you've got all of these connections and people listening. And then, you know, from your side, Mark Parrington listens on a regular basis. Eric Neeson listens on a regular basis. It, it is Jeff Cleaver. Meat listens. Um, it, it is awesome for me from that connection side, you know, and then getting that feedback from people, people you know, Trevor Tompkins continually um, listens and sends feedback. And then, you know, he even got, he even got Ethan Carlson to listen because Ethan knew or heard that his name got mentioned about the Shrine Bowl deal. And so he listened to an episode, you know, and then Carter Bunch mentioned it and Cameron Greenlee. And I mean, it just, the laundry list of people that, that listen and then reach out has been for me, the, the best part of doing the podcast. Well, my dad's even started listening. He figured oh, out how he figured out how to pull it up and, and listen. And what has he got for critiques? He's got some. We need to talk about how to use utilize a fullback more <laughs> in our offense. Yeah, I have been around you for 24 years, and I have heard that <laughs> from that Tom Scallon for 23 of those 24 years. Yeah, I, he's he's the proponent of the fullback, and we don't when we lose, we didn't run enough wind sprints. Yeah, yeah, he he. I remember him talking about that more so than anything else was the fact, I just want to come watch him run, make him run forever. <laughs> yeah, he was good at that. And then, you know, Andre Meeks is outside of Norwalk and he listens and I don't know how much he listens anymore, you know, even get Scott Heitland to listen and um, Dennis Burra, you know, former player for both of us, now back in our system coaching, um, he listens. And then, you know, like to Caleb Seymour and Tyler Shamel and, and Cole Hopkins. And, you know, I mean, you just, you go down that list of all those people that, that listen and then they reach out to you. I, I really think that that to me is, is the best part and my favorite moments is when I get to hear from people talking about listening to us. Um, even if it's bad, you know, I don't really care if you listen to one and you're like, yeah, I'm good. Moving now, on. I don't know if this fits here, but sometimes I think that we, uh, we should record our entire conversation and just edit out some of the beginning and the end, the preparation and the after, because um, the hidden tapes of talking the walk. The uh, so the off-duty ads, which is the the Mike Hughes um, group. You know, they grew up in Cascade. He he is in in Lakewood, Colorado. Met him when I when I was in Indianapolis last February, um, which is a part of the reason why I'm now working on this podcast. That's what they do now. Mark Rarick, the guy that does all the recording, records their whole conversation. So as soon as they hop on, he's recording. And now what he'll do is he will play, you know, they do their intro and then they will, he will play the, the behind the scenes footage and then they'll get into what they're actually talking about. And the behind the scenes footage is, is absolutely awesome. So I'm with you on that. Still not going to do it for a while. We're going to, it's going to take us a little <laughs> while to, to get to that point. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yep. Topics. What was the easiest for you to talk about? Um, I think things got easier when you actually started sharing the outline with me. Yeah, I bet it did. I bet it did. <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, 
what was our what was the name of the one where we did feedback oh i don't remember was it festivus might have been festivus might have been festivus I, I felt like that was an easier topic because just have done a lot of reading on feedback even though they don't have me evaluate teachers anymore but it's a subject <laughs> that a subject that uh um i feel like i'm versed in maybe i don't always give good feedback but so that was that was easy um for me the the easy and and this one is is hands down um no no not really i i would i'll go one two first one was associations and and it's, it, ironically enough scott is in both of these um associations was really easy because i'm living it right now um to be able to talk about you know what's going on and and being involved in all that and then the second one of course was youth football um just spent here last week monday night um got a phone call from uh, Don Anderson, who is uh, head football coach in Iowa Falls. And, and I spent hour and 35 minutes on the phone with him talking about youth football, you know, and all the things that we do and that we did and, and how we made things happen um, here with us and Johnston and Dow Center Grimes and ADM uh, when it comes to uh, football and or youth football. So those two would be the, the top two for me, just because personally, they were just so easy to talk about. Um, and I have I have a lot of passion about it. So it was, it was really easy. Um, most difficult to talk about. Most difficult to talk about? Yep. Uh, the associations, because I don't participate much in my association. So that's one of your favorites. And that was kind of like, eh, to me, because yeah. I try to avoid participating in any association. Well, one, you made that very clear that you don't want to participate. <laughs> no, is it, no is the most important thing for you to say. And then the, the best part was the second piece of that is you complained every single time for following Scott. Ugh, why do you have me following Scott again? I don't want to follow Scott. So that was really funny. Um, well, he was born to, I think he was born in an association. I mean, it's just, it, well, he kind of was. Um, I don't know where, where is that? I don't know if Brad was in, in the IFCA when, when Scott was born or not. I'm not sure if he was, I would imagine he was. So kind of, um, for me, most difficult to talk about, this one's going to be a little bit of a, a, a shocker for you, if you're ready. It was the one on parents. And why was that one the most difficult to talk about? Because I don't feel as though, and this is probably not very good for me to say, but I don't feel as though I was as candid um, as I probably needed to be in order to make that um, topic just a little bit better, you know, as far as what we talked about and how we discussed things and, and the way things shook out. So that one to me, was the uh, you know the the parent one because of me not being completely candid on that one. Um, so yeah, I think that was a difficult one. I think that'd be there's been I would say in my opinion lots and lots of great great interactions with parents, um, but it's like with anything it only takes a few negative interactions to really make it um, you know. You can have negative interactions that really stand out and you can't really share those with everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the, the two things that you talk about continually that, that are difficult for educators. And, and I'm going to go the first one, you know, the, the thing that you continue to talk about and the reason why there is, there is such a, uh, a discrepancy in the, in the way that people feel about, um, private schools versus public schools, you know, and, and you 
everybody wants to talk about recruiting and everybody wants to talk, you continue to come back and say, it really is more about the right to refusal than it is about the actual opening of the doors and bringing somebody in. And then the second thing, and this one, you know, hits home to me more than anything is how when a, when a situation arises in public education, you are unable to publicly share the resolution and things that are going on with that um, issue. And because of that, then, you know, that leaves a lot of room for um, false stories and, and make-believe and things like that, because you, we can't tell you what we did to a kid or we can't tell you what happened. That's the way that it goes. And because of that, makes it really difficult, which then leads into why us not being able to be as candid as we probably should have been to make it more effective is, is, is why. Yeah, and I'll go back to, uh, I think Dale always said this, uh, Dale Barnhill, everybody likes a rule until it impacts their kid. Right. That, that, yes, very true. Um, and, and you can take that one step farther. Everybody likes you as a coach until you, you are interacting with their kid and it, and it doesn't go the way they think it should. Right. Um, what was the least interesting topic to you personally? Least interesting? Yep. Uh, well, I'm going to. So I fell asleep, not because I was very interested in what my peers had to say, and I respect them very much. So I don't want this to sound like Talladega Nights, with all due respect. Oh. But I felt like that had a lot of repetition. Like, yeah, what he said. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, what he said. So I'm not going to say um, it was interesting to hear it, but I think we should have asked a different question to each person. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Um, and I was really tired. Was, but the, okay, so you were interested. You were just so tired because of your age and, and the and the time of day that we did that. So, so was what like, was the what topic was least interesting? I don't know if there is a, I, I, you know me. I, I can talk and play devil's advocate about stuff. You're good at that. So I, You're getting better at that too as we as we go through the podcast. I mean, that would be one thing that we have progressed nicely on is is actually our true conversations. Well, I think that was one of my worries about doing a podcast is, um, well, you always say the, the faces of Tom, that I have different different faces and not like two-faced. I don't want to sound that way, no, but no. I'm, I'm maybe a little bit different in a board meeting than I am um, Friday after the game. Or maybe a little bit different on a um, Friday morning at Penrod's in Valley Junction. Yes. Yeah. Entirely anyway, different. Mine would be like least interesting to me personally to talk about was the social media one. That one was that one was so wide, you know, as far as the the range that you could I mean, there's just so much social media out there that that one was really tough for me to uh, to dig my heels in if you will and uh, have a conversation. Um you ready for the next question? I don't know. Maybe. You already know what it is. It's not like I, I reviewed it with you. Yes, you did. How do you feel now, 34 episodes in? And the reason why I'm asking this question, and I don't know how much the um, listeners know about your apprehension um, to jump on the podcast. It took a while, not only for me to continue badgering you, but then it also had to, you, you had to have Mel basically tell you, 
get it done. You need to get this done. You're frozen, by the way, again. I don't know what that means, but. You can um, hear me. Yep. Yeah, 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 I can hear you. I don't know what's going on. I think it's our internet is a little wonky because of the whole remodel thing. Um, well, I still feel like I really don't have much to say that anybody wants to listen to. That's a, that's, <laughs> People are listening. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they want to. Maybe they're forced to. Maybe they're using this as some sort of torture. Um, <laughs> two, uh, I think what I've enjoyed is, we're getting sappy here, is uh, you are cut out. I don't know if you're not talking anymore or not. Are you there? Oh, he is completely gone. So it is, it is a one-man pod right now. So I can tell you how do I feel now, 34 episodes in. Um, ultimately, as I told you earlier, I, I, I still am extremely excited every time I get on here. And it, and it takes me a little time to come down off of that um, record, recording high if you will. I, I just, I, I get so excited to, to get on and, and get this out and, and to post it and see what kind of feedback we get and what kind of um, listening numbers we get and, you know, where's our totals and, and all of that. And, and really, and I don't know if I can emphasize this enough, the, the connections that are coming in, you know, because of, of where we're at and who we're, who we're reaching and who's listening to us. Uh, all of those things for me, um, is how I feel. I just, I, I still enjoy it and I like doing it. And I'm, I'm excited that um, it, it, it took off. And for me, you know, personally, there, there's only two people um, that would be able to do that, that I would be able to do this with. And both of them have been hosts. You know, you, number one, um, which is the reason why you got asked to do it, um, because there wouldn't be anybody else that I would be able to do that with, or this with, and have a conversation and, and talk about all the different topics and have that that passion, I think would be the right term as far as, you know, talking about things. And then of course, Lee, you know, Lee is, is, is up there for me too, as far as being able to have that conversation. And, and I think the one thing that people may not know, well, some, some of the kids that have gone through football may know, you and I, meaning me and you, can have an extremely passionate slash heated debate and conversation and be angry with one another about what we're talking about and what you have to say and what I have to say. And, and then we're going to be fine afterwards and we'll come back and we'll be better off because of it. And, and that to me is, is we're starting to get a little bit more true to how our conversations usually go. Well, we haven't, we haven't had any topic that's really made us argue. Maybe no. we'll, maybe we need to bring up system quarterback and we can argue that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Early in our podcast, we were both fairly guarded in our responses yeah. and, and how we came about and things like that. So we, I think we have, we have evolved into a little bit closer. Now, obviously, we still have not had, had a debate um, for the ages, but at some point in time, that'll come up. Well, that's before I cut out. That's what I was kind of saying is that uh, one of the best things is that we got the opportunity to talk more. And I know our wives always think, you know, even during football, when we're around each other all the time, that we get tons of time to talk about stuff when we, we hardly ever get time to talk about stuff. Right. Um, you know, there's a few times pop into the room 
here and there, but most of the time, you know, we're often running and doing what we have to do for school. So it's been good to be able to sit and chat with you about different topics because really that's what we do when we're off somewhere anyway. You know, if we're on a football trip, we'll talk about strange topics. The the difference is we're actually recording it. That's the one thing that you and I have never been very good at is, hey, 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 do you remember that? Did you write that down? No, I didn't write that down. Yeah, me either. Well, hey, what was it? Yeah, I don't remember. We, we have done that for 24 years. We've come up with some great ideas that have never made it to the, to the bar napkin. Yep. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. What do you think is the biggest improvement we've made? My, my long pauses have gone away. That's one. Uh, two, I, you know, we talked about it earlier that, uh, with an agenda, we have a flow yeah, and that flow helps us move it along and not feel like it's this unwieldy beast going all over the place. At the end of the day, our biggest, in my opinion, our biggest improvement is how, how comfortable we are now with, with doing this. The, the oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes the, the conversations that we're having now on the podcast truly are like conversations that we would be having if we were in person and, and other people around, you know, and that's one of the things that, that, you know, early on Mark said, you know, when, when he was ta Mark Farrington talking about listening to the two of us talking, he said, you know, it, it sounds like you two are in the room together. And that really is the goal, you know, for us to, to just have a conversation and talk and, and not be anything that we aren't um, when we talk about these things and just try to point things out and help people. And, and, uh, do what we well, we're, we're much we're much more focused yeah i would agree with that sometimes if we get together uh on a trip or something our talks range far and wide well i mean in all honesty there's a lot of rabbit holes we end up down. yeah i mean when we talk and and we've done a little bit better job of not going down those although, although every occasionally we get there um who is your favorite non-sponsor Um, that one was tougher and I've, I, you know, I enjoy all of them just because I enjoy, uh, how you've tied them to the, to the group. Um, I like Steve, Steve. I think that's one of the best ones. Although I don't know if, if many other people would, uh, understand that one, but, uh, grumpies cause it was family stuff. Ooh, that is a good one. Can I tell you mine? Mine, and, and this was without hesitation. You ready? Wicker Deer Company. Maybe that needs to be one of our podcast topics. Things that happened on trips. Holy cow, that would get, well, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that uh, insight That'd to be, be much more shared. Much more comfortable. Okay, ready for the last question? Yeah. Do we talk enough about high school sports? Because remember, originally one of the one of the biggest things that you and I have have talked about for years is is the coverage of high school sports. Do we do enough when it comes to high school sports? Uh, I think we need to revisit that when we can actually. I mean, I know you're going to basketball, but I don't get to go to basketball. Maybe I can go to basketball now. You know, I nobody gets to go to any events, um, so it's a little tougher to sit there and talk about what teams are doing outside of what we see in record and things sure. like that. 
and you and I both don't want to sit there and say, well, they're doing great because they're 6-0 when, when the girls' team is playing really, really well and their record is, is a lot better than it has been. Um, does that mean their past seasons were bad? No, I'm not saying that at all. Uh, so it's tough. And I don't want to get into any situation where we start calling out high school kids. Like, I can't believe Will Patterson missed that shot. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I, I meant that just the, the you know, really, unless there's a guest on, you know, like in, in Lee's case or Scott's case where they're from another school, we don't cover any sports from another school. We just cover normal. So are we doing enough? That, that, that really is the, the, that's the gist of that question. Not, not anything by it or anything crazy like that, just the. I think more people listen to us because we talk a little bit of sports and a lot of bit of nothing. Okay. That's fair. So moving on, do you have anything final from our, from our uh, Papa Burger section, which is basically just uh, us reviewing our podcast that we're 34 episodes into now. How many weeks have we done this? Yeah. Oh, I, I can tell you. We started on first episode was May 15th of 2020. May 15th. So yep. three right weeks. Right so May, then you've got June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January. So we've had about 35, 36 weeks. And we got 34. That's pretty good. Yeah, you're always, I would agree. You're always complaining that way. We got to get it in. We got to get it in. We got to get it in. And this, look, we got 34. This last week was bad for me. I, I had a rough time um, finding time to get that done. And I, I, I don't, I'm not going to go down that path because it will sound awful. But, but um, I did get some hunting in this weekend and I was pretty I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, your, your hunting is one of your passions. And obviously, Mitt's uh, podcast is second to that passion. We all know that now. Yeah. And um, just a little, a, a little feedback. Um, we did eat on New Year's Eve because it's been that long since we've done one. We did eat on New Year's Eve at 4.30 at Skip's. And we were back home in time for Wheel of Fortune at 6.30, just so everybody knows. <laughs> did, you, did you have to use the walker? No. No, we were good. We were good. We walked right in, sat down. Chuck was already there. So Christy and I just walked in, sat down, and we were home by 6.30 to watch Wheel of Fortune. Did you help anybody back their car out? <laughs> no, we did not. And nobody had blue hair. Uh, <laughs> did you get the yeah. Yes. Okay. We, we do not need a menu anymore at Skips. Do you guys do split plates? We do, we do, they bring the, the plate of nacho, set it down between us, and then we have the two little bread plates or saucers, and then we just take off of the, the big plate and then eat. So is that all you guys had was nachos? Yeah, that's all we ever eat when we go. Well, we but, got a side salad with their- too. Every now and then we'd split a plate of something else, but- Yeah, creamy parm um, salad dressing on their side salad, absolutely delicious. So, gonna go to the history. And because this is all about yourself and myself, we're gonna talk about 24 years ago, I started in Norwalk, 1997, fall of 1997. And as I started, I was a study hall supervisor. And we can, we can talk about that at some point in time, you know, the, the going through your education and, and 
and getting a degree in something, not being able to find a job, and then having to take something that you could at least make some money on. So study hall supervisor, 8B lunch, sit in the teacher's lounge because I have nowhere else to go, don't know anything else, sit in the corner. And all the old teachers are sitting at the table having a conversation and talking and talking and talking. And then, you know, the next day and the next day and the next day. And finally, you start asking me questions. At no point in time had anyone else in the room even spoken to me. And you started asking me questions. And next thing you know, you find out that I had played football. I should say I went out for football at Loris. And then it led to me coming out and volunteering to then the next year when you took over as head coach, got the JV coach and, and 24 years ago at lunch began a beautiful relationship and friendship. So that's how that one came out to be. No, that's not, there's no way other people didn't talk to you because Al Hart was in that lunch. Never said a word. Al Hart, not said he picks on everybody. I sat in the corner and the only thing, Rich Wielden, who sat next to me, didn't talk to me. I just heard, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not, not a word. No one spoke. You were the first person and the only person to, to talk to me. And then after probably, um, I would say a week and a half, I finally started to have a, a couple conversations. But otherwise, I was, it, it was silent for me. I never spoke. Or were spoken to. I need to go back to how I ate during that time. But I think I'd bring a can of pineapple because I had nothing else in the cupboard. We were um, broke. You you did eat. Um, no, were you were you school lunch? Because remember, school lunch was just down the down the way. You might have been school lunch. Uh, I didn't have school lunch a lot until I became a principal, and I had to be down there for two hours of the day. Okay. I'm, I can't. Re All I know is I ate um, cheese crackers with peanut butter in them. They were they were six pack. Um, six crackers, six sandwiches in there. And that's all I ate for, uh, for the longest time at lunch. Yep. I can, okay. I, can, I can see it. I can see it now. I can still. Those, that's our history. How, how you and I um, began down this path. Um, and then for me, the, the positive, and I don't know if I can emphasize this enough, is, is the feedback and, and the connections that we're making with people. Um, you know, and hearing from kids that, that had nothing to do with football, but listen because you and I are, are talking. Now, again, I don't know that very many of them are, uh, you know, listening to 34 episodes, but they are at least listening a couple times, which then means they are now reaching out and, and having a conversation. And I, I, I think that's awesome. That, that to me is the, is the biggest positive to talking the walk. Um, and it, it's just, it's awesome. So. That's the biggest positive. This is going to be one of our shorter, shortest episodes too. Here in a while. That's that's okay because it's about us. Yeah, we have definitely grown in length of of time for each episode, and and that's our long windedness. And if you know either, well, especially me, you know me. And if I like you and I talk to you, it can get lengthy. Um, you know, as far as that especially conversation, at a, especially on a football clinic. Yeah. If I don't like you though, that conversation usually is not going to last very long. Anyway. Um, so we are episode 34, Old Lang Syne. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm just trying to, I don't want to say it again. Um, basically us doing a little, you know, friends getting together and doing a year in review, catching up a little bit and 
seeing where we're at with this podcast and, and uh, how things are shaking out. So um, it is January 10th, 2021, our first episode of the, of the 2021 year. And thank you very much for listening. Couldn't be here without listeners. You know, we got to have that and then continue to give us feedback and, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So I'm Paul Patterson signing off, Talking the Walk, episode 34. Tom Stallion oh, saying Closing time. Thank you for listening to the Talking the Walk podcast show. Yeah.